0: You're listening to Loretta Piazza, experienced school principal, mentor and coach, and together we're talking out of school. You will hear from leaders who have lived and breathed so many experiences, good and bad, agonised over decisions, and have tossed and turned through countless sleepless nights. These are the people who will help you stay ahead of the game. According to Tom Landry, Texas-born professional gridiron football coach, a coach is someone who has you see what you don't want to see so that you can be who you have always known you could be. Well, I'd go a step further and say that a coach will help you see what you can't see. This is why coaching is such a powerful tool. In today's episode, we get the in-depth perspective of a very experienced coach, Mandy Dunn, who works with Growth Coaching International. Mandy tells us about solution-based coaching, the importance of building trust, and she explains how she empowers her clients by asking the right questions. Hello, Mandy. Welcome to Talking Out of School. Hi, Loretta. Now, your background and history is in coaching, but prior to that, you were a principal for a long time. So how long were
1: you with the education department? Oh, golly, I was with the education department for probably 45 years, but about um, 15-ish years as a principal and and, um, about five years as a system leader, so for a fair amount of time.
0: More recently, though, you're an accredited coach and you do coaching, but I'm really interested in your time as a principal, and I understand that you sought out a coach to actually work with you. Now, how did you know to to do something like that, given that coaching wasn't
1: really the in thing for principals back then? Good question, Loretta. Um, Well, back in, it was the end of last century when I was first appointed as a principal, and at that point, um, I probably I needed someone. I just knew I needed someone to talk to, someone who would be confidential, a sounding board, um, and someone who was co- coaching wasn't the word then. But um, this person was actually a psychologist, but was a coach as well. Now I knew him previously. And knew he would be the right person, so I had trust in a relationship with him because he'd worked in my previous school, and um, so I approached him and we would meet up about once a term, I think. And I kept in contact with him um, over about ten year period, especially when I needed to um, revisit to, to to think about my my messages, my my purpose, my moral purpose, what was going to be my focus that year and I used him at different points in my career for different reasons.
0: Now you're a very experienced coach and looking back to that coaching experience that you had then, was it similar or the same or was it different?
1: Similar, the same and different, probably all of all of those things. (laughs) um well it was as I say you've got to build the relationship we had a good relationship um I knew that I was probably easy to coach and some people are and I just needed the time and the space to think and for someone to sort through my thinking to allow give me clarity about what I needed to do and that's what I did for a range of reasons some for my own health and well-being some because I needed that sense of purpose as I, as I spoke about, and sometimes because I had difficulty maybe managing people because it was a fairly difficult situation I was in. So um, yeah, same different. And we, we met um, we met in strange places. Flin oh, Spencer Street Station, which is now Southern Cross. Um, we used to meet there because that was convenient. We did mostly face-to-face in those days and so there was a bit of travel but the travel gave me time to think as well, both to mm. and from. So, it, you know, it was really worthwhile. So it was some bits were the same, the relationship was strong, some bits were different because this person came from a different background and some, what was the other question, same, different, oh, whatever, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All, All of the, the above.
0: above. And I suppose while you were experiencing all of that as a principal, you would have launched into a bit of mentoring and coaching as a principal with your own staff.
1: Am I, am I yes. right yes. in thinking yes. that? Well, I, I, you're right. Because I I knew that the value of coaching, I went and did a coaching qualification. So that probably triggered that. Um, awareness or that level of um, understanding about impact you could have with people. So my uh, role as a principal probably changed more than anything else in that uh, in the conversations I could have with people. Having a different hat on, you know, the coaching hat or the mentoring hat and being there to help. I suppose it's a sense of of helping people become better to do their work better.
0: I sort of wonder also, When someone approached you and needed some sort of support or advice or whatever because something was happening to them, how did you know whether to be a mentor or a coach? Because as principals, we're great mentors. We do that all the time. Coaching has a, a, a different nuance. So how did you know how to approach the situation and help your staff members.
1: Well, knowing the person and being interested in their development um, and asking them coaching questions brings on their development. Mentoring um, is not always needed. So having that conversation where you are uh, not not um, delving into the problem but looking for solutions and looking with looking at um, the situation to get a good idea of what the issue was. Then exploring the options rather than telling. The mentoring telling is the big difference. With a mentor, you need a mentor at times to tell you how to do things, to to help you orientate to a new role. There's a purpose for mentoring, and there's a purpose sometimes in the coaching work I do to tell someone, um, you know, that something that would be helpful. But with coaching, it's really about really about. Um, bringing it on that self-awareness, that responsibility to do something about it, and then the continued conversations you have. So they're often not one-offs and they're often, even if it's a 10-minute conversation, it could be then a follow-up the next week. How would you go with that? Tell me what went well, what didn't go well, what would you do next time? It's those interactions and that coaching approach you have rather than a coaching conversation.
0: I love that, coaching
1: approach. Yes can you tell us a little bit more about that well building that coaching approach is is more about the um the way of being you have with people the curiosity you bring uh, that sense of partnership with people rather than the telling people what to do it's a, it's a genuine genuine interest a sense of being humble too and a, an investment in that person so you're bringing a it's it's, a, it's sort of a nebulous thing to identify but it's lots of qualities and strengths and awareness of the environment that you bring so that you create a safe comfortable environment to someone to share some things that are something some sometimes quite deep. So you need to bring um, a strong sense of um, trust and confidentiality, um, all those qualities you bring to a, to a conversation. Which is hard as a principle because you, you don't have a lot of time. So you've got to quickly switch from wanting to bring that parent back or do whatever you need to do and think what is important I need to do now with that person or do I need to make another time to have a conversation. So. They're really rich conversations where you've got to tell me more about that, go deep into into what's happening so that you can then explore some outcomes that they want to get to from that conversation.
0: So reflecting on what it was like back then when you were a principal and all that knowledge and experience and expertise that you have gained along the way and what you're like today. If you were to go back into a school as a principal and engage in coaching, how would it be different?
1: Well, it would be different because I know more now. And I, I tell you what, I would have trouble going back into the principal role now just with what what has um, what is a principal's role now. I'm learning that again. I would have to...
0: And oh, oh, can I tell you, Mandy, not much has changed,
1: believe uh, me. Yeah. Okay, so what would change would be a very... Very strong sense of creating that environment, the trust and the relationships, number one. That sense of letting people know that you're there to help them become as good as they can be in their role and to allow people that time that they may need. Now, it may not be just the principal doing this, and I think larger schools that bring on a coaching approach in a school, it's the range of conversations you're having. So um, a lot of schools have learning specialists uh, who have a coaching role and other people in a school have a coaching role. So on that continuum of coaching, you've got quite direct conversations in that mentoring sphere and you have pure coaching conversations on the other end and a whole mix of conversations along the way. So I would be building an environment that would promote a range of those coaching conversations you would be having in a school.
0: Do you think it's a good idea for principals to actually coach their staff given that a principal is a leader and is the the overarching authority in That's the That's re-
1: another really good question. I don't I think a a principal could be a coach yes definitely um, not of many people if it was a pure coaching approach you were having because that would be really time intensive. Uh, yes you could do it. But I would be building a coaching approach where you would be having, um, building building those conversations that you would be having with people using a coaching approach rather than just being, as I said, being curious. Tell me more about that. What do you think you can do to solve it? Having more a solution-focused approach to conversations rather than pure coaching of people. You would hope that as a principal you would be having other people who would be doing that to improve their their teaching capacity their 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 um, uh, whatever they wanted to improve in their professional um, sphere
0: you just mentioned a new term solution focus what's that
1: is that different to- no that's just another it's it's a it's a way of coaching using um, look I I think I used to have co- uh, solution focused um, posters in my in my office as a principal so it's definitely not new it's used in psychology it's used Generally, it's a very simple approach in many ways. It's just around creating that platform for people to dive off and um, explore the possibilities and come up with solutions and some movement towards what they want. It's 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 it's, it's just having that that frame of reference around improvement and how you can where you want to be and and creating the small signs and counters we call them to to move them along. It's very small steps. Um, And identifying what those small steps are to um, what they want to do Mm -hmm. after you have the conversation.
0: Now, if you and I were to sit down for a coaching session, you're my coach, I'm the coachee. What could I expect
1: to hear, say, think, feel? Another good question. Well, I would hope you wouldn't hear me talking much. I would hope that you would hear um, some silences. It's a strange thing to say, here, a silence, but you hear some silences, which would mean that I've asked a question that's encouraged some really deep thinking. I would hope that you would hear a bit of laughing. You would see eye contact. You would see the person being really comfortable. You would um, you would hear some questions that, I think I said that before, that promote thinking. You would hear a sense of concern, a sense of empathy. You would... You would get a sense that i'm sifting through what they're saying to to um, then paraphrase it back to make sure i'm clear about what it is that they're wanting or doing or saying and you would hear some excitement and energy at the end where they're ready to go some motivation because coaching's about you know actions clarity and energy so hopefully hopefully you're getting a sense of that of the clarity the actions that the person's going to take from that session and the energy there or the motivation they've got to go and do something. There's a little bit of accountability there because they know you're going to get back to them next session. So so they they know. So um, and these are only small steps they're taking. It can be a very small, very small action that can make a have a big impact for them, either personally or for mm-hmm. whatever it is around their goal, their improvement area.
0: Well, I hate to tell you, Mandy, I'm an absolute dud and I'm thoroughly exhausted. <laughs> How are you going to help me move on from this? Because I can't come up with any ideas, any solutions,
1: any Yes, options. Sometimes that can happen. People still will, will make contact for a session and feel brain dead. Although it is better to make it when they to make a time when they are feeling at their best, but that's not always going to be the case. So there's lots of tools you can use to, to, as I say, sift through. I use things like, well, what words are coming into your head, different questions. I use a bicycle wheel as a bit of a symbol and get them to write a word in each of the, the prongs of the wheel. I also um, get them to think about a time when things were working well for them. Think of Think of somebody they know that may have had this problem before and how they solved it. And then at the end, maybe offering them some some possible options or suggestions if they're really stuck. So you're looking at a range of uh, responses going from, "What have you done this before? Have you done something similar to this before? Do you know something, someone who's done something like this before or this before? And then would you like some suggestions from me? And it would be suggestions that would be around maybe um something that I've seen someone do not all suggestions about me from me if you know what I mean so I'm not telling I'm mm-hmm. using a different frame of reference and it could be just a website it could be have you thought of doing this have you thought of doing that okay what is it what is it do you think you're going to do now what will be your first step after we leave this conversation certainly a skill
0: isn't it to to elicit that sort of information from yeah
1: someone. You, yeah Look, they're coming to you because they want to They're coming. They're they're having these sessions because they've identified something that they want to work on. Otherwise, they wouldn't be there. So there's a sense of uh, a purpose around why they're there. So you're really invested in them, and that generosity of spirit comes through coaching and the unconditional positive regard you have for that person. You remove all judgment. You're just there for them to listen, to get them to build their awareness. So sometimes there's a bit of reflection in there for them you know why do you think that worked what strengths do you bring a lot around their strengths identifying their strengths using their strengths you're always coming from a positive mindset rather than a negative mindset it's that that that's the difference between problem based and being solution based you're using you're using a positive mindset all the time even the first question you ask and they want to launch in with how think how bad are things Actually. Yeah, I was going to ask you, <laughs> I, I guess, especially with principles, you know, with lots going
0: on, is it that nat- natural yes. tendency of yes. theirs to say, oh, this is happening, or that person's annoying me, or whatever?
1: Yeah, they're wanting to solve a problem. So before they start, you've got to launch into something, you know, what have you proud of in the last few weeks? What's something that's really happened that's been positive, or Oh, you, you try to start the conversation in a positive way um, and then they can go to whatever is the, the the issue they've had and often there are a number of things that come up in a in a coaching session that aren't necessarily around the goal but it's around improving their health and well-being it could be around improving um, oh a range of things that run alongside their goal their goal could be around school improvement it could have been be around you know um, something like yeah that school improvement being an instructional leader something around that but there's going to be other things managing difficult conversations comes up often um, I bet. all the time and oh yeah that, yeah managing conversation managing difficult conversations is probably number 1 and, and i reckon that one comes up a
0: lot because we have that that trust and that respect, or, well, generally we have that respect for people, and then to deliver something really unpleasant or unpalatable is very difficult for us. We just don't want to do it.
1: Yes, that's right, yeah, yeah. So I suppose, again, it's looking at that person's strengths, even talking through a script that's going to help using um, some some um, coach, even coaching resources to enable them. Um, to work through that conversation i know the um what's the program that basto ran a few years ago that had remarkable impact on people oh i can't remember the name of it but just calming it down scripting it out getting them to to plan ahead just relieves that pressure so much for them i'm not telling them what to do or say it's just asking the questions well what do you think you would do first or flipping it and saying, "If you were that person, what do you think you would like the, the principle yeah, to be?" To be so flipping yeah. it sometimes creates a bit more empathy.
0: Yeah,
1: or, or and sometimes just the fear of working working through that conversation and, and thinking it through just helps person clarifies it for them. Earlier, you
0: mentioned that there are silences. That would be really difficult. I mean, I don't know about you, but when I'm not talking and I'm only listening, it can be sometimes quite uncomfortable. So how do you get through that?
1: Well, I used to coach on the phone before they, they brought in to Zoom and all these interactive. Well, I think Zoom and, and being interactive is fantastic. But on the phone there would often be silences. And when you, you're not face, face to face, is easier because, you know, your eyes wander um yeah. you, know, you can see the thinking see the thinking working. so when there's a silence on the phone i let it go and then when the person comes back i'll say something like i knew you were thinking i let you let yeah let the conversation go just wait and it could seem like ages it's not it's sometimes only about three seconds but it just gives the person that time Or they may say ah that's a good question so you wait and you wait don't jump in a lot of patience needed really good listening skills and that's
0: how you build empathy as well and yes yeah yeah That, that way of
1: being what are some of the
0: highs for you during coaching oh
1: many 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 highs um seeing their successes, seeing the, the joy in, and the pleasure they get out of achieving their goal. Because often at the last session I will go through, let's look back. Let's look back at, at what you set your goal or your focus area as. And are you scaling a lot? So scaling, we may have scaled at the start in terms of, you know, on a scale of 1 to 10, where do you think you were? And then where do you think you are now? A sense of achievement, accomplishment. Yes, I've got that goal. Sometimes it can happen early on, though. It doesn't have to have happened at the end of the cycle. But the pleasure, you, the responses you get back from people, oh, I'm so, I'm so I need to talk to you now. Um, you know, but you know that they value the time. They really value the time they've had with you. It doesn't go on forever. It's for, there for a reason. And there's been highs. There's been lots of people get, get promotions, lots of people get uh enable things to be better for themselves, either it be in their in their health and well-being, even leaving the the the, the job if that's the decision that they come to. so um it's empowering them in seeing that empowerment for them to be able to then make decisions.
0: Well having been in education for so long and a principal as well, you have fantastic knowledge about how schools work, I'm sort of thinking if you didn't have that background knowledge, would you still be an effective coach as you are now? It
1: helps. I I, I think I could and I have coached people in other not in, not just in education in other organizations. And the first coaching training I did wasn't um, in education at all it was for coaching that could work in across all spheres. So it wasn't that leadership type coaching. Coach Having experience helps because you're already up the ladder in terms of trust and, and respect. They already know that you've been there and I often get that. When you were a principal, you would know this or um, you would understand this. So you, you're all automatically given a sense of she gets me or he gets me, he understands or she understands what this is like. So coming from the same career background helps. It doesn't have to be though, because it's about the questions. It's the power of the questions that are going to drive the uh, the action. So where to now? This year with the um, with the Basto, the Education Department in Victoria um, contract we have, we've had coaching quite a lot of coaching this year, and there's quite a few new coaching programs. Uh, in 2022 through gate basto that are attached to programs so we'll be coaching about the learning in the program which is another new learning or well, not new learning for me but it's a different way of coaching because it's connected to a learning so it will be paced alongside what they're doing um, which would which... so will will it be
0: coaching specifically um, around something that people yes. are doing
1: yes an element of their work and their learning because it's one of one of them's um around school improvement the other one's around student engagement if
0: i asked you to sum up coaching what it is in in a sentence
1: um well it's it's a conversation a trusted conversation you're having with someone that's going to make your life better there you go it's really simple Yeah. Well, I mean, that's
0: sometimes simple is best, isn't it? What advice would you give to principals any at any stage of
1: their career
0: regarding coaching?
1: If you are looking for a tool to use to um, improve what you're doing, try coaching.
0: Fantastic. Well, you're s- certainly uh, a really good advertisement for coaching. In this series, I've spoken to quite a few people around mentoring and also coaching. And what stands out for me is, and my thinking has changed, I have to be honest, that it's less less about the label, whether it's coaching or mentoring, but more about how I can help the person who needs clarification or you know, who just needs to move on with their thinking. So that's been a really great mind shift for me, and I'm hoping that it comes through in this series of podcasts because it's it's been quite an aha moment for me, I've got to say. And people like you have really enabled people like me to to really get to the heart of coaching. So from my point of view, thank you very much. Thank you for your time. And I have no doubt that our listeners have gained lots. And also about you as a person and your belief and your efficacy. And having been a principal, we understand that, you know, you wanted the best for your kids and for your staff and for people generally, but now you've moved into coaching And it's exactly the same thing. The people that you're working with, you want the very best for them. So that's wonderful. So thank you very, very much. And I wish you all the best in your future endeavours. Thanks, Loretta. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this latest episode of Talking Out of School, where we cover topics and dilemmas associated with the ups and downs and even the downright curious of the school leader's job want to know more, then visit me at shapingleaders.com.au. But for now, here's to staying ahead of the game.